Hello everyone, I'm at the dog park and it's a bit windy so uh, this is another uh, episode on uh, my brand new podcast called iMedia where I make observations about the media but I also offer tips and strategies for businesses to promote through the media for free. And as I was sitting here I, I just thought of a uh, a really good example, Mim Harvey runs a fashion house in Adelaide and about two weeks ago, obviously as a result of the coronavirus, she uh, was not able to uh, sell her product, uh, certainly face to face, she's still doing online stuff, but she pivoted, she did a really good job. Uh, what she did was she started making coronavirus masks in a trendy way, so they had nice little trendy logos on them and, uh, and so forth, and that in itself is a great thing. A wonderful thing. Now, Mim has a very significant social media following. And as a result of that social media following, the story got, uh, the media got wind of the story. And the advertiser, which is our local paper, got hold of the story and did a magnificent piece on it. I think it was second page. And it was also on their online platform. So Mim got an enormous amount of coverage out of that. I also interviewed her on my radio show. It's wonderful. Um, uh, credibility building it's a wonderful credibility building process for her uh, it was free it didn't cost her anything at all she could have done something else and that's what I want to talk to you about she didn't need to as it turned out and if you don't have a, a major social media following then you, and, and if you put yourself in Mim's shoes this is what I would have advised you to have done or what I would have advised Mim to have done great idea uh, pivoting, that in itself is a good story. And anything to do with coronavirus, whether it be positive or negative, is, is a great story. And at the moment, the media are hungry. They've never been more hungry for, uh, for content, whether it be television, news, radio, or online. So what Mim could have done was to let the media know, she could have written a media release and sent it out to a handful of media organisations. She may have done it locally, she could have done it nationally. She could have done it internationally if she wanted to have done done so. Um, and sure, there, there, there's an art to writing a media release. Um, you, you need to make sure, just a quick lesson here, you need to make sure that you've got all your contact details um, up to date. Uh, make sure you've got your phone number there, uh, your name, your branding uh, with a, a good PNG logo. Um, but the very first thing that the person within the media organisation will see when they get the media release is the headline. And the headline needs to be catchy, it needs to be, um, it needs to be clever, uh, it needs to capture the imagination of the person within the media organisation uh, who is looking at it. Now that, in a TV newsroom, generally is the chief of staff. It's not the journalist, it's the chief of staff. So you would be sending this media release to the email that represents the chief of staff because they're the person that sees these media releases generally in the first instance. So what Mim would have done is she would have written a, a catchy headline and I'm just trying, I look off the top of my head, I'm just thinking of something like, um, um, uh, let, 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 let's say it was something like, um, uh, coronavirus masks now uh, now for the trendy or or it might be something like um, um, you know our our magnificent pivot from from fresh from fashion clothing 
to fashion coronavirus masks or something like that. I mean, there's a million ideas. The point is you need to make sure that it is catchy. You need to make sure that as soon as the chief of staff reads that headline, they go, oh, this is interesting. This is worth this is worth investigating more. And after the media, after the headline, what you do then is you write uh, what I call, uh, it's not necessarily a technical term, but the follow-up, the follow-up or the follow-on paragraph, which fundamentally explains in detail what you're doing. Then you may, uh, as the next two or three paragraphs, you may include some quotes uh, from yourself about how excited you are about making these masks or whatever it might be. And then generally there's a little paragraph at the end about your business. You make sure that there are contact details down the bottom as well. You make sure, and this is a quick lesson on a whole range of things, but you make sure that you you know the email address of the person within that media organisation so that you know that you can send it directly to them. Otherwise, who do you send it to? Uh, You can do it on a a distribution uh, platform. Um, like Newsmaker, for example, which I would certainly thoroughly recommend. Um, But if you are doing it one by one, in other words, one to Channel 10, one to Channel 7, one to Channel 9, one to the ABC, one to 5AA, which is a radio station, one to, which is a talk radio station, uh, one to the ABC, which is 891, uh, I would suggest in this instance that you you send it out to all the FM stations because you know it could be good for the younger demographic as well. You would obviously send it out to the newspapers, of which there are basically two here in Adelaide. One is the Advertiser and one is in Daily. So you send it out, and then what happens is, and this is the really exciting thing, what happens is you, it's like 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 going fishing. You know, you you put out the rod, and you might not get any bites initially but then all of a sudden you get one bite now in in Mim's case she got a great bite a great bite when she put out that uh, fishing rod from the advertiser which is the the newspaper so it was in the newspaper and it was also uh, on their online platform it may be that channel 7 ring you and Channel 7, uh, a Channel 7 reporter rings and says, hey, we love that story. Can we come out to your shop? Can we get a couple of shots? Can we get some shots of the people making the masks? Can we interview you, Mim, as well? Bingo. All of a sudden, free media publicity for you and your company and your brand and the product that you're building, and, and it's free. It, it, it didn't cost you anything. And here's the thing, and this is important, and I've been saying this in my other podcasts, this type of publicity, I'm with my dog, by the way, at the park, and I'm just picking up a ball. There you go, Jack. There you go. Good catch. Um, This type of publicity is far, far more credible, far more credible than a paid commercial, far more credible than a paid commercial, and it's free. You just need to understand how to do it, how to identify a a story, excuse me, how to identify a story and you need and you need to understand in a general sense how to write a media release. I know this sounds a lot, but you can learn it. And then you need to know who to send it to. And then of course after a while you start to develop relationships with the media and different reporters and all of a sudden there's another story that's that's happening within your business that might be newsworthy. So you send out another media release or maybe you generate a, a really good relationship with the reporter and you think, you know what, I'll just give it to this particular reporter. So you ring that reporter, you tell them the story and they say, great story, we'll come out and do it. Bingo, bango, bongo. All of a sudden, more free media publicity. I was just thinking about that at the park, so I thought I'd podcast it. Hmm. Anyway, I, uh, a hungry media, 
Uh, Hungry Media is the name of the podcast. I might have said, um, I might have said, I Media earlier. I don't know how I got that uh, confused. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, if you want more media tips, uh, just go to mediainsider.com.au. Mediainsider.com.au. Bye for now.